0: Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy that you are here with us today on the Live Within the Sweet Spot. I am Nikki Klagel. I am an owner of Fulfill Your Legacy, a life coach, a speaker, and an author of the book Awaking the Living Legacy. I help people deeply partner their life with God so they can tap into the Trinity and all that offers. I love to help them get to a place where they're empowered by the work they do, the health they're in, and the relationships they have. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So let's go ahead and get busy on this show today. I am really excited. We are pre-recording today, and it happens to be Giving Tuesday. This is a great day. I don't know that a lot of people are aware of this. Maybe people that are definitely in a nonprofit or maybe business owners and definitely people like m- you and I, a lot of authors and coaches. Um, but what I want us to know is that it can go down straight. It should go down to everyone. This is something that I wish I had thought of and impressed upon my own children, from a young age, but let's go ahead and look at this in the way the show is typically broken down. First of all, the show for new listeners, you can be heading over to Facebook. You can see a live stream of it on my Facebook page, which is Nikki Klegel, and then Fulfill Your Legacy. That's my work page. But the show is always broken into three parts. The first part is where I just basically do an element of life coaching on the topic at hand. So today, we're going to look at not only giving, but also receiving. The second part of the show then is where I bring in a guest. In my mind, it's the guru of whatever the topic is that time. So what I brought in Mary Valoney. I am so excited. She is such a fabulous person inside and out, but she has written an awesome book, has a great strong company and really spent her working years doing this. For other people and now um, works for herself so so I think we're gonna get some great insight out of that and then the last segment is where we go into question and answer and I was telling her before the show started listen I usually have one two questions that we get to I have four today because I know that there are so many people that have just unique good ones that touched all kinds of different areas so let's get started then on this life coaching segment I always do it the same way I run my company, the same way that I coach, the same way that my Legacy Leader page functions. And that's where we look at first what the problem is, and then we look at what the Bible tells us to do, then we look at what the blessings are if we so follow that, and then we ultimately have free will, so we have to make a choice. The problem, the word, the gift, the choice. So let's go ahead and start on the problem. So. I just started thinking today, I was writing this today and it's giving Tuesday and I'm thinking, what, what are the hangups that people have? What are the hangups that I have? And let's just look at those. So first of all, I think when we're going to, if we take receiving first, sometimes I think we feel a bit like maybe we failed if we need to receive money or help it feels like I'm not able to do it myself. And sometimes it feels like I've failed and that's real and I get that and we'll honor that. But we have some things that the Bible tells us about that. Okay, the next is we might be insecure because we have to almost admit that we need help or maybe that we know it could be better if we had more help and just sort of this place of admitting this makes us feel insecure. And then I also thought, Okay, does it it make me feel in debt then to somebody else? Okay, so all those things I think are problems that really have to do with us receiving gifts. Let's look at giving though. Giving is hard too, because sometimes we might feel like we're just simply gonna offend someone. Somebody really looks like they could use a hand. They could use a leg up, and you just are worried that you might offend them if you even ask or suggest. The second thing is, I thought, well, sometimes it seems a little bit like I've given before in the past, and I felt like then that person quickly looked to me the next time, and am I going to be taken advantage of if I give? Then last, I got to thinking of this place of no control, like, you know, you give, but then it's out of your hands. And when the money's in your hands, you have a little more control over how that money's used. And if your heart really is wrapped around using your money wisely, you're not a part of that anymore, right? So let's go ahead. We've looked at the problem. I think that's pretty clear. There's probably a whole bunch more that Mary's gonna fill us in on, but those are the ones that jumped out to me. So now let's look at what the word tells us. So if we consider the word, we're gonna look at it again in terms of giving and receiving. Let's go ahead and look at what giving says, or these are some of the things that I found anyway. And I got to tell you, I had a great time learning and studying up on this and, and stuff. So anyway, if we look at just simply offending when we give someone, I think that the Bible clearly tells us we better look, this is with everything we do. This is all the action that we take in our whole life. We better look at where our heart is. So if we're worried about offending, where is our heart as we're giving? People feel the heart. They might hear words and words might be delivered or received in a particular way, but how the heart is, it's hard to misinterpret that. Think of this. When you're around someone of another language and you overhear a conversation, you can hear the heart behind what they're speaking, have no idea what their words are, but you get it and you know that it's, it's loving and it's kind. You also know when it isn't, <laughs> okay? So I think that's that's really good. And that's remembering in James 1, 7, basically every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And so this is also sometimes like we think somebody's maybe going to give, but then later it turns, you know, then they second guess it or there's all kinds of other things that happen. Well, when we give, Um, with a true heart and from God stirring, it's solid and it's real and we don't need to worry about it shifting and changing and it's just good. And it will be that way from from the day you decided to do it till the day that it's done being used and will probably
2: continue to be used.
1: All right, so let's then look at another thing about giving. So this whole thing of taking advantage, um, me being taken advantage of if I give. Well, so... We need to think, remember anyway, that we should only be giving when we have money to give, right? It's kind of hard to be taking advantage of when you're giving of what you wanted to give anyway, your surplus. Now, if you're, you know, if you're giving too much of yourself, think of this almost physically. This is when a mom feels beaten up, when she's giving and has nothing left to give and then isn't really reciprocated. But if you've had good night's sleep and you're full of joy and you're feeling all good inside and you make a wonderful supper and nobody says thanks, it's kind of like, eh, whatever. But listen, when you're out, when you're empty and you try to give and it's not received with love and respect and all this, it's, it's, it's different. So sometimes that's a you problem and not necessarily a them problem. But I say don't give what you don't have to give. And when we think of using our money wisely, there's something to be said to this too. You know we ha- it's like the story of the talents. we're given gifts, and um, we we use them, use all of them, use all that we have, um, but don't go borrow from Peter and then start trying to give away other people's stuff, okay? So then the next thing is, no control. So sometimes I was talking about how we feel like we don't have control. There's so many Bible verses that are going to speak to this, but I'm just going to try to paraphrase it so we can keep going. And I want us to really think about due diligence. So we might not have control. That's true. We might be on a board somewhere and we can give to somewhere where a place where we can have some control over that, but we need to do due diligence. And what I mean by this is, if you're giving to a business or if you're going to give to a person, um, you know, where, where is that person? Do their morals and beliefs align with yours? This is no different than when we invest in other people and socially who we spend time with. We need to think about are people equally yoked? Um, there's always opportunities for you to reach out and, and just go beyond. But we are told not to invest ourselves in, I hate to even say this, but swine, You know, just something that's going to be thrown away and not used wisely. We, so we have to be wise and we have to do due diligence. So think about those, ask for the mission, vision, and values of the company you know look to see you know what their giving record is over what what they take in look to see how they're using it all right so then let's go ahead and let's get to the receiving so we talked a little bit about needing help and um, feeling a bit like you know we're unworthy or something you know that we shouldn't need this help or incapable or something like that well, I really like looking to the Bible for this because this one about smacked me in the face. I have a hard time asking for help, right? But the, but there, from the beginning of time, we have needed help. Listen to this Bible verse in Genesis, Genesis, the beginning of the book, 2.18. It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a suitable helper. From the beginning of time, we knew that two are better than one. We, God is perfect, right? He could have just left it at one, but we're good together and it's good to get help. And so then I also got to thinking a little more about this whole story of Adam and Eve and helper and, and isn't it interesting though, from the very beginning of time, us screwing up. Right in the story of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, we're making mistakes. This is what we do. And God came to our rescue and helped us. And he will continue to help us. And he helps us through other people. And so sometimes we do need a leg up. Sometimes we do need help. And that's the way it is. And he could be putting wonderful people, connections around you so that you can give and help them. The next one is that we need to acknowledge the truth about us needing help. I think this re- receiving is so important. When, when we talk about if making us feel inferior or something like that, we, we sort of have to acknowledge this place that we do need help. And it's not always that we're screwing up or in the hole or anything like that. But what if God has it written in our life a story that's so much bigger, and we've not really tapped into all of the doors and the resources and the things that he's putting right in front of us. What if what we could be doing is so much greater? All right. So I really want us to think about that. And then when we're when we accept, when we kind of acknowledge or humble ourselves, that's what I want us to think on. That key word is humble. Because when we're taking money, it seems like we're taking. It seems like we're in need and needy. But when we really get to a place of humble, that's gratitude. We're humbled because we see God's hand in it. When it's just about people, it just gets to be wrapped up in a bunch of people. Like, who's the richest and who's can help me the most? And we get we get lost in all of that. If we get back to the heart of the matter... And we get back to the truth about God wanting to increase our measure and God wanting to take us to new places and God putting people in front of us, it humbles us because it's not about people anymore. It's not about me and it's not about them. It's about God. And last, I thought we should really look at this a little bit about people's roles and people's growth. And we rob people from their opportunities to do great things by not even asking. There are people that maybe just want to give. They've been blessed with a lot of money and they really want to give. And we might need help finding them, right? Well, that's what Mary coming on the show is going to help us do. But the truth is, there are people that that want to give wisely and, and it's a blessing. There's also people that have gifts and talents to use and we can rob them of that as well. We have to be willing to ask for help last we're only down to about 3 minutes so let's go ahead and then get into this place that we looked at the word now so let's look at what these gifts are i've touched on some of them i put them in two categories we can get the gifts of increase and effect on the world and we can get the gift of growth and le- and relationships so the gift of increase and in effect is this sort of idea that moms friends families work environments Many hands make light work. We are able to do so much more when we have many hands together, when we have many funds together, when we have, I just think that we, God wants to increase you in your place. If you're an at-home mom, just the same as if you were a business owner, Um, reach out, um, look at places that other people are gifted. Look at places other people have resources you don't and see how you can give and how you can receive by asking. The next thing, then, is growth in relationships. It's back to that sort of humble place. But do you know the relationships that are built by people who give and receive from each other? This is how God designed us to give and receive. Jesus came here to give. This is really important. And so now let's go ahead and look at the choice. Once again, I always end the little segment of life coaching with this free will. You have free will. We've talked a lot about what the problems are. We've looked at what the Bible verses says said and we looked at what some of the blessings are but you have free will to step into this or not okay when we come back we're going to have mary valoni on the show with us i'm super excited because she has written a book called fund to freedom and it is awesome i can't wait to hear these steps she's going to break them down for us and you may call in on the line if you have questions and we will talk to you in a few minutes
0: This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot.
1: Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klago back with Fulfill Your Legacy and Live in Life Within the Sweet Spot. I am so happy we are on the guest section. I'm bringing in Mary Valoney with Fundraising Freedom. Please, Mary, I'm going to let you tell everyone a little bit about yourself. But first of all, I just have to share that we are friends. We are colleagues. We work among the same group of people. We authored our books from the same place. But I know firsthand what kind of person Mary is. And if we're talking about giving and receiving during this section, and it's just such a a difficult thing. And having somebody you can trust that's going to be a good resource with money, either way, asking for it or giving it is essential. So go ahead and share with us a little bit about what you do.
2: Yes, well, thank you, Nikki. Thanks for having me on your show, and I just I love the opportunity to share about how to help our nonprofit friends. And I've had a passion for fundraising for as long as I can remember. I was definitely the kid who was selling the candy bars and loving every minute of it with my my dad. And so um, throughout the years, I've raised money for just about everything. But my background comes from my work with Special Olympics, the ALS Association, and the American Cancer Society, and I. knew how to raise money very poorly. I could do the car washes and the bake sales and all that stuff. But it wasn't until I started working with the American Cancer Society that I really started to understand how to raise money with zeros on the end. (laughs) So instead of just That tens and the hundreds of dollars, I was starting to move into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we raised $3.2 million in my first five years on one single fundraising event, and so uh, it's just been a joy. It's been so much fun to work with small nonprofits with missionaries and ministries, all the way up to really large-scale nonprofits. Yes,
1: I really love that. I'm glad that you spoke some numbers for us. I know it's uncomfortable for people, but we have to get over it, and you being able just speak some numbers. It's helpful because you help us get over this kind of block that we have on like, do I say, do I ask for something that big? (laughs) Is that, you know, what do we do with that? But let's go ahead. And I I know some of your story now, you've shared some of your story, but tell us more about like how this turned into now this passion where you're a little more independent and how you're using your book and business and how that works.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So four years ago, I decided to leave my full-time job in management at the American Cancer Society. And that all happened because of my dad actually passed away from cancer and he was the most charitable person that I knew. And so when he was gone, it was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? I was I had just turned 33 years old and I felt like that, you know, do I wait until I'm retired in order to do what I love or do I do it now? And so I, I tell people that I retired at 34 because I stayed one more year. And at 34, I retired and decided that I was going to help as many nonprofits as possible. And if I could help some ministries and missionaries along the way, that would be just icing on the cake. So um, and today I actually help. I have 150 missionaries that come that work with me a program that I I have called Fully Funded Academy, Uh, but it is just, um, yeah, it's been so much fun to own my own business. Um, My husband's a graphic designer, so we partner together on a lot of projects, and uh, I jump in with nonprofits and help them from the idea all the way through the entire process, and I use Fundraising Freedom, which is the process that I teach in my book, Fundraising Freedom. So, yeah. yeah, so
1: we're going to get to that. I think the yeah. next question that we have, I think we'll kind of try to break down the 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 word freedom as an acronym. And maybe you can share it with yeah. us a bit more about that. But first, I want to ask you, so um, give us an idea of what like an average person coming to you, sort of more like me. You know, yeah. I would think a lot of our listeners are, are in this place. And then I want you to kind of just share with me almost like a. Uh, community member that wants that has money
2: and wants a resource. Sure. Yeah. So I get, I get calls from just such a wide variety of people. So I love it from anywhere from people who are like, I have a nonprofit in my heart. Like I've always wanted to run a nonprofit. So I get those calls where they're like, I don't even know where to start. Um, And then I have the ones that are like, um, you know, we just, we have this passion to reach these people, but there's just not enough money. So, you know, somebody might have put in the initial amount of money and they're like, hey, I, I believe in this so much, but then nobody else was following. So that's crazy to me because, you know, like, especially if you're a board member and you're so passionate about this cause, uh, I definitely want to make sure that you're not the only person who's giving to the cause <laughs> and then your money is just running out the door and nobody else is matching or coming along with you. So typically what I do is I work with um, the, the leader of the organization or the board member, like that volunteer, like yourself, like that is wanting to give to a specific cause. And then what we do is we just walk through the process of what is the dream and I typically have to like yank the dream out a little bit <laughs> because because there's like the the immediate need and then there's like the dream and I want people to like really really dream like what do you what do you want to do what do you want to be and then let's go after that because usually what we do is if we go after that we're going to get somewhere in the middle and then that way we get what you need to keep the doors open <laughs> so yeah so yeah. So there's like, you know, the two different sides of things. I tend to not um, always work with the person who's got money to spend because let's be honest, it's not hard to find a place to give your money. It's just really finding the, the organization that's going to match. Like you mentioned earlier, the values, the morals, you know, really giving you an opportunity to come in. So that's actually what I spend a lot of time on the nonprofit side is getting them ready for somebody like them because if your organization, if that nonprofit is not ready to receive those donations, they will never be attractive to that kind of person. And so uh, donations of, you know, large scale, hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, those, there are people out there that absolutely have that to give and probably people who are listening in right now. And they just, they just want to align with a good cause that's going to make great impact and is really going to leave a legacy for them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's lots of different ways that I partner and it just really depends on the case. And that's why I like to have that one-on-one conversation with somebody to find out what what really is going on and how can I best come alongside you and really guide you through the process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am having people who are going to be watching this on Facebook. There's somebody helping me. Thank you, Christy Kimmy, by the way, Um, posting your link because you do have a link to an assessment that you will be meeting and kind of interviewing almost an application type thing, I think. Yeah. Um, it, With people who are interested, it doesn't mean that it needs to cost anything, but just to kind of get a feel of what you offer and that sort of thing. So go ahead and do that. Um, But for only listeners, can you speak that
2: link? Do you know it to say it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say the the link that I believe you're talking about is yeah com uh, forward slash roadmap. Yes. And that one will give you every step of my process, and it's like three steps forward, three steps back. <laughs> yeah, and then a step forward. So it, it it takes you through the whole journey and it aligns right with um, the process that I teach in my book. Okay. okay, very good.
1: Now let's go ahead and let's look at this um, freedom,
2: each letter. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, yeah, the word freedom. What I did was when I was putting on that big fundraising event that I did, I wanted to like dissect it because once we had such great success, we had, we raised a half a million in our first year in a town of 150,000 people. So it was not a large community. And, and people started asking, what did you do? How did you do that? And so I was like, I I don't know. Let's figure it out. (laughs) So, so I really, I pulled back the curtain and started looking at the different levels. And, and And really, when it came down to it, it all started off with with a vision. So focus your vision is the first step. And that's all about, you know, what do you stand for? Having that clarity of who you are and what you stand for, and then building out a timeline and a budget for it. So that's my first step, uh, focus your vision. Then we run go into run your research. And this is just finding out what's everybody else doing? You know, what's working, what's not, and figuring out what do I want to do? What's going to be the best thing for me? So that's run your research. And then the next, the E of freedom is enlist your team. And you mentioned it. Earlier that you know we can't do this alone. Like we need to be in community with other people, and we have to enlist our team. So two are better than one. And so in the enlist your team process, I always say like you need to find one other person who is going to be the face of what it is that you're doing. And that's how a lot of nonprofits are very very successful. Uh, the next step is E and en- enhance your brand. This is all about branding, marketing, and branding, and getting your logo and your print materials. To to really match your cause and the work that you're doing. So that's enhance your brand. Uh, once you have that team and they're all a part of the branding and everything that you're doing, they're going to be so fired up. I mean, like we all want to be a part of something where we had a voice in it. So once we can say, oh yeah, I like that, or no, I don't like that. <laughs> and as soon as we say like, yep, that's awesome. That's perfect. I would totally be sold on that. Then we'll go tell all of our friends. Yep. And so the D of freedom is deploy your team. So that's where people like you and I start going out and sharing the messages of our causes so that we can start drawing people in. So, and then the O is the organizer ask. This is where we actually go ask for money. And then the M is make your difference. So the whole process is getting you from a a clear vision all the way to the place where you're making a difference and raising a whole heck of a lot of money and doing what you're called to do. So it's really this cycle. And to be honest, the fundraising freedom process is actually the same process that I use to build my business. Yeah. And I believe strongly in the just clarity of of what it is that you're you're doing and then building it out all the way to the point where you can yeah make a difference mm-hmm. in people's lives.
1: Yeah, I think that's really great. I see so much about how this applies even like you said in your business or um for, for fun reason, for sure. Yeah. But let's hear kind of a good story that you have. Um, wait, before you get start on that, I do have to sort of tell the audience that I've been in on Mary when she first started and started a mastermind group of people. But all these steps I'm hearing her say, I was like having flashbacks of watching you. You know, I I think it's always interesting when people give away their, their gold, you know what I mean? (laughs) But the thing is like when she was saying the first step, you know, to kind of coming up with your dream, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I recall that like you sitting there and, and we could all do that on our own. We can all just think, okay, what do I want to do? And you know, but, but you are like, you've been there, you see how it works, but your energy and your passion behind what you do is so much that it, it ignites someone I know to have a bigger dream and like a belief that they can, because they then hear stories that you, you've been through, you've seen, you've helped, and it seems more believable. And so like the, the, The gold behind working with someone, same with me. You can get a million life coaching tips online, right? But when you work with someone that's passionate about it, inspiring you, it makes a huge difference. And I know that's what you do because I just have seen you on that end. All right. So after having said that, can you share a couple stories with us? Like, um, you know, somebody that you can think of. You don't need to say the name or the company, but just
2: describe it if you want. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many wonderful people that I get to work with. And the one that jumps out to me, and he may may be listening, (laughs) maybe watching, um, is, you know, he runs a, a facility for homeless youth. And just really incredible to watch from the beginning to end, you know, with him just really trying to process the information about who are we. And so much of this comes with confidence, you know, having the confidence to step out into what you're called to do. And so sometimes we are afraid to ask so much of what you shared as far as, you know, oh, do I ask for a handout or do I, you know, like I, I feel bad asking for something that maybe somebody doesn't want to give. And it's so cool because just in the, in the process of working with him, I've seen him go from kind of nervous and afraid to being like super confident and, and excited to walk alongside what God has called him to do. And so, and all that came from was just pounding it out. You know, I think sometimes it just takes time to just keep telling yourself, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm asking, and they enjoy it. So once he got through like the enlist your team process and he started inviting people to serve and um, they just did a fundraiser just a couple weeks ago and they raised $16,000 with this fundraiser. And, but they brought in all these monthly supporters. And when he called, I was like, yes, you know, cause it was like, he goes, this was amazing. You know, this is incredible. And I was like, absolutely. It's so much fun fun. And so it doesn't have to be drudgery. It doesn't have to be a handout. It doesn't have to be begging. It really is about inviting people to come alongside you, bringing their gifts and talents and just like empowering them to do what they're already called to do. So, um, so I love that about that ministry. And there's so many more that I get to work with and ones with zeros on the end, but it's, it's really cool. Once the leadership, the person who is running the organization really starts to grasp the fact that they can do and accomplish whatever they put their mind to. They just have to believe that people, the right people will come with them and not everybody's going to say yes.
1: Yeah. That's okay. you, that's yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I really
2: love a couple things you said.
1: One is you really talked about um, is, is this remembering that this is your call from God. I mean, when you have that kind of passion behind it, it's hard to, it's like at the very beginning when I was saying, you know, are you, are you giving, you know, are you, keeping your focus on God versus yourself. I need the money to keep my company up and running. Um, so I really love that you said that. But I was also just thinking about the importance of your team and having that person believe in that same call. Yes. Because, yeah, they're, they're, if they could, they could be going out and just doing a horrible job at trying to, you know, ignite someone if they don't
2: feel it, you know, and how important yeah. that is. Yeah. And when you're feeling down, they're usually the ones that are going to pick you back up. So it's like it just is so important for everybody to just be all moving in the same direction and believing in the same movement. Yeah. And when that happens, like that synergy happens and then it's like, oh, like it's unstoppable. You know, that's what is so much fun.
1: That is so great. All right, everyone. I hate to say it, but we are done with this section of living within the sweet spot. But come back after the break because we are going to question and answer. And Mary Viloni has said that she will come and help. Thank goodness. These are tough questions. See you soon.
0: This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com.
1: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
0: This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to nikki at nikkiklegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot
1: hello everyone yes this is nikki with fulfill your legacy and you are back listening to live in life within the sweet spot i am delighted that we are ready to do question and answer and we are bringing back mary veloni to help us okay so mary let's go ahead and get down to these questions okay okay let's do it (laughs) our first question is from chet and carla so the email saying that it's nearing the end of the year And we'd like to give. We really feel like we're supposed to be giving, but we do not trust those television shows and starving people. (laughs) My heart goes out, but I I had to put this one in here. Yeah. Um, We worry that businesses are just taking all the money for themselves. We'd rather know someone in need and give to them. But then we don't want someone to feel embarrassed or like they owe us.
2: Yeah, oh that's such a good question.
1: <laughs> it is. I'm going to just let you go ahead and go first.
2: Usually I kind of start in with okay. stuff I took notes on, but I'm just going to let you go for it. <laughs> okay, great. Well, you know, I I do appreciate that they are looking at the details, you know, that they're paying attention to that because we do want to align our, our our money with the things that we believe in. And so, I actually encourage a lot of people to invest you know, volunteer, you know, like start volunteering somewhere and and get plugged in so that you start to meet the leadership. If there is a fundraiser, if there's something going on, that's a great way to just kind of step put your toe in the water and start checking out the group um, and then from there you can start to find out what the exact needs are and then you can give to special projects or you can give to their you know um, their operating expenses but there are so many great charities out there way more good ones than there are bad so I do understand that you want to be cautious but um, but I, I know a lot of them <laughs> so yeah I was like, yeah I'll hook you up, guys I'll hook you up with some really great charities but I, I do think that you just want to do your due diligence like you mentioned, to, to go through and find out a little bit more. Another great way is if you are invested in your church, um, they're always supporting missionaries and ministry leaders and ministries. So if there is a way there, pay attention to them. And here's what I want to invite you to do is go out of your way and give outside of the church, give through the church, and then also do a special offering on the side, because I think that that's what so many of our ministry and missionaries like would really love to see is that. Yeah, and they don't—they won't feel bad. Trust me, they won't feel bad. <laughs> you to mean bad. you mean our churches won't feel bad? Well, no, I mean like the people who are—they will not oh. feel bad about receiving oh, your yeah. wonderful yeah. contribution. <laughs> 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 and, no, and not one bit. Wow. Yeah, yeah, everybody. All these churches have different protocol. You know, the one that I, you know I attend, I can actually designate my church if I go directly to any of the ministries that are affiliated with them. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay,
1: um, yeah, so I'm going to look at, the, I'm going to break these questions down. So, so you know, feeling like the television isn't saying the truth, that's really good advice to go ahead and work for someone for a little while and get get a good feel for them. And then the whole concept of the last part of the question was almost like I'd like to give it to someone I know, but I don't really want them feeling embarrassed or like I owe them, you know? Do we have any advice for people that, you know, how how you anonymously? Mm
2: -hmm, Sure. You know, you can send those gifts in anonymously, but to be honest, I think it, I think it really plants a seed if they know that you gave. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are so many people who want to give anonymously and they don't want to be acknowledged for their gift. And I appreciate that. I know that that's scriptural, uh, but what you're doing by giving that gift you're allowing other people to say, man, we should do something bigger too. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that it's important that we use our voices for our charities and for those people to speak on their behalf. Mm-hmm. They, they can't say awesome things about themselves, but you can.
1: Yeah. So So, you brought, when you were speaking, I just thought, you know, in in God's name too. So, um, you know, you can often give like a little card or whatever when you're giving. And if you're mindful about like saying, I felt really nudged from God to do this, it takes it off of you. It it reminds everyone that you're giving in the name of God. And that also helps um, the kingdom. So, I mean, that's all good. So, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So, let's go ahead and see if we can get to Lisa's. So, I think Lisa's was funny. Yeah. So, um, no, it's coming up. So, I don't have a a lot of money to give. Um, Is it lame to give of my time? Or is this a cop-out? We have phones, cars, and yes, even some toys. So I truly wonder what I'm supposed to do. Should I be giving away everything? So I really like this sort of um, question that we all have, you know, and biblically, I know it's, you know, in here too. You know, we we get blessings and we're, we're yeah. supposed to enjoy them and that's all good. You and I are both going on a vacation the yep. next month or two, but um you know, we don't really want you taking away from the things that you have and stuff. But I'd say listen to your heart. Yeah. I would say, honestly, for some people, if you're whatever, watching your gazillion channels and it's sort of making you think, shouldn't I be giving more and whatever, and you can cut down to cable and that's something that's been nagging at you, then do it. Um, but somebody else maybe won't even think a thing about their, all their channels, you know, so there might be, you know, things that I say, listen to your heart. If you're getting nudges, even hearing this, this is what happens with the Bible. This is the truth. As you read the Bible, you can read it the first time and, you know, several things are going to pop out to you and you're going to be like, Ooh, convicted. And I need to work on that. Then you're going to read it again um, the next year or five years later, whatever. And all of a sudden, there's going to be more things that start to speak to you and you feel nudged to do them. And then it goes and goes and goes. So don't feel bad if you're sitting at home and listening to this and thinking, you know, we don't really give that much and I don't really feel a nudge. After hearing this, Mm -hmm. it might just stir at you. And then listen to that and respond obediently. And that's the Holy Spirit moving in you. And do remember, though, that guilt and shame come from somebody who is not God. All right. Nudges, nudges of acting in love and kindness and mercy that comes from God. So if you have those things, I say, try to figure out how you can act on it. Even little, little bit of giving makes a big difference. All right, Mary, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) No, you're awesome. Yeah, well, I just want to hit that when I work with our nonprofits, I always say that I want to ask for time, money, and resources. So not everybody can give money, but yeah, absolutely. I want to say, yes, give your time, give your money, and give your resources. I mean, but it's so much easier to give resources because it's kind of like, hey, if I come and I knock on your door and I say, hey, Nikki, could you um, give me a cup of sugar? You'd be like, of course, here's a cup of sugar. Done, You know, so it's easy to give resources, but the money is just there's something about money that we get attached to and somehow think that if we give it away that all of a sudden it's it's gone forever. But if you look at any statistics, if you look at any information, givers, givers are the wealthiest people. And so I, I just want to test you on that. And that God mm-hmm. says that too. Like you need to, you need to test him. Yeah. Um, that's why the tithe is so important and offerings is that generosity. There's something about it. When you're generous, it attracts other people to you. Mm-hmm. And then other people want to give to you. So it's, it's just... A yes. wonderful thing to be overly generous. But I also, like we talked about on your heart, you also have to be cautious. If you have, um, a, if you're challenged with overly giving and giving away like the food in your cupboard and then you don't have food to eat, then we've got a problem too. So it's really mm-hmm. just that fine, that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being generous. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that, there's so much biblical truth to um, the giving multiplying. And so um, do trust in that, lean on it, practice it.
2: If you're scared, do it a little bit. It'll grow and and just let it happen. Generosity is so contagious. Like Mm -hmm. that's the thing that I I just love being around our nonprofit leaders because I was like, oh my gosh, like you guys want me to, like you make me want to give more. And so Mm -hmm. I do think that once you get started, it's kind of like, oh, I got to do more, and but that helps when you do volunteer time first, get yeah. engaged, and then can give more from there.
1: Yeah, good so. stuff. Okay, we are doing great. We're powering through these. Okay, Michael. Great. So, he says, "I hate to ask for money for our nonprofit." I know this is no. what you hear most of the time. This is probably seventy-five <laughs> percent of your work you do. Yeah, um, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it seems that we should be okay. It seems we should be okay with the funds that we co- that come in naturally. Um, we do all right, but I do see how I could reach more if I had more. So just speak to him a little bit. I'm going to let you take yeah. the wheel here. We've kind of touched on some of this, but honestly, he he feels like it's a little embarrassing and that he should sure. be able to make do. And they are making do. So,
2: like, uh-huh. do they really need it? yeah well this kind of goes back you know nikki and you, you and i we wrote books and it's so easy to be like oh i'll get that chapter done later oh, i'll do this later but the thing is is that there are people that are waiting for you and for your message i mean look at nikki like the people who are listening right now had you stopped your message and not move forward who wouldn't have heard you, what you had to offer? And I feel that way about our nonprofits. And so, Michael, like you cannot slow down. <laughs> like <laughs> your people, your people need you. And so you have to be able to put that aside. Your own personal concerns about asking is that you have to totally flip it on, on its head. That's what I want to remind everybody who's listening is that your message does not like it. Does, you don't have to beg people. I mm. mean, it's, it's awesome to give. And and I know we mo- a lot of people love giving. They love to be generous. We just heard the first question was about, I want to give. So imagine yeah. if that guy could connect with Michael. I mean, like, hey, perfect, match made in heaven. You guys should connect. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's the whole thing is, is that I do think that it's a mindset shift. And we just have to um, remind ourselves that there are people who do want to give. And, and I tend to like to lean on this um, where it's like, everybody wants to hang out with the cool kids. Yeah. And sometimes you have to be the cool kid. Like you're winning, you're doing awesome stuff. And so all you're doing, instead of begging people, you flip it around and you start to say, we are so blessed We are so um, excited about the partners that come on. And if you can talk from that perspective and just saying, look at what we could do if more people came on just like that. Mm -hmm. And so highlight all the great things that are happening and then just invite people to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to be a negative thing. That's a really, really positive thing. But I know how our minds work Mm -hmm. and it's so much easier to think the negative stuff than the positive stuff. But -hmm. if you can just focus on all the amazing work that you're doing and then just invite people and it'll, it'll change your perspective on, on, on asking entirely. I would yeah. say that. You shouldn't have to ask because people are going to be attracted to you, but mm-hmm. you have to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're never going to go on that date with somebody if you never put yourself in a position to actually ask them out on a date. So, so that's true I feel about fundraising. So true. There's so much that I liked
1: about that because you're just sort of speaking to the both sides and you said, you know, flip over because yeah, you have you have to see yourself in that way. And if you don't just kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. But <laughs> the truth is, um, you also have to get yourself out of the focus because yep. that's when you really start working. I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't believe in guilt and shame. So I don't want this to come off that way. But if when I really sit back, even taking the show, when you really sit back and you think to yourself, what about the people that God really wants me to reach? What about the people that God really wants them to serve? And because they didn't ask, they're never going to be able to help those people. So, yeah, I mean, I love that sort of flipping back and forth between the two sides. That's awesome. Okay, so now we have only three minutes, but I kind of want to talk about myself. And you can use me as an example. So I'm the person that, has a, a, a message and a heart behind this this area. So reading, literacy, that sort of thing. And most people know that I really struggled to read when I was young. Um, so I would like to help kids with dyslexia and or reading problems. I don't even know that they do that so much anymore. They just kind of say learning disabilities for reading. But regardless, there's a few I've been studying. So I'm in that phase of kind of now studying my resources and what So for me, it's it's not so much like I'm trying to earn money for my business. That's not it at all. I just would rather take some of the money I'm making. I'm making more money now and figure out ways to give back. So what are your thoughts? Because there's several of
2: us out here like this. Yeah. Like, it, you know, that's the thing. I love when people use their platforms to give to their charities of choice. And I just want to say, like, share share your charity of choice. Like, you know, this, I I was actually talking to somebody recently and they were talking about how, well, I'm just going to go give my money behind the scenes and I'm just going to, you know, I'll take my money and then I'll give it over here. I would love to just tell as many people as possible, share your charity of choice, just like what you just said. Like, if you can align yourself with an organization and a brand, people are going to be more generous to that organization as well. And you might double and triple and quadruple the donations just because people are like, well, if Nikki likes them, hey, let's start giving to them as well. So I do think that it's important to, yeah, to tithe or to give give an offering off of the work that you're doing, but share your message why you're doing it. Why is it so important for you to give to that group and give them a platform if possible, because they Mm. are just so desperately wanting to share their story, but they need you. You know, I mean, Nikki, oh, yeah. one of my charities had Nikki Clagel as one of, as they're, you know, saying that this is my charity of choice and I want to give to them and I want other people to see what great work they're doing. Um, you know, I love it when celebrities or entertainers or business people um, really do align with a cause because... That just says it's important to be generous, and it's a critical part of what I do. So then, mm-hmm. other people, it, it just, yeah, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. So that I is excellent
1: advice, and share, you're, share your you're nudging me. I'm yes. gonna do it. I'm gonna make work of that. I'm, in fact, why don't you just call me by January one? And okay, January we'll see one. <laughs> how, I will have picked my organization, and I will come up with some sort of branding around it. Okay, love it. Love All it. Right. All right, we are down to just the last few seconds, but Mary Valoni, do you mind sharing with everyone how they can contact you, and we'll
2: close out. Absolutely. So, MaryValoni.com is where you can find me. Valoni is V is in Victor, A L L O N I, and um, I share most of my information there. Uh, I of course have a program that is focused on ministries and missionaries, and that's called called Fully Funded Academy. .com, and you can get on our waiting list there. And then I also, I was going to share an announcement just real quick about if you are a charity, if you have an organization, if you're a board member for a charity, and you want help with building out your signature event, I am launching today my program called Fundraising Freedom Academy. So it's just like my book, Fundraising Freedom, but it's called Fundraising Freedom Academy. And I will walk with you and help you through your fundraising. But um, but thank you, Nikki. Gosh, this is just such a joy to be on your show and to talk with you about all things giving on Giving Tuesday.
1: Yes. You betcha. Yeah. You betcha. Thank you so much, Mary. You did an awesome job. Thank yeah. you everyone for tuning in. I hope you come back in next week on living life within the sweet spot and um, look me up and go to my website, Nikki N I C C I E K L I E G L and go check out my legacy leader page. It's a subscription page where you get more of me, everything, fitness, health, faith, family, friends, community, I'd love to see you there. All right, we'll see you next week on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot.
0: Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Kleagle next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.